Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dilmore. White knuckle snow driving. <laughs> Should you change your route, or maybe you're on the ice. Maybe that's even worse. Should you change your route or abandon ship? And what is that? What goes with that? And, and it's amazing all the things I've learned um, from last Sunday till today about this whole concept of, of white knuckle snow driving. And the cool thing is I have such a a gifted person with me today that has got all sorts of exam- examples of what happens in this situation. Our very own Ray, Jerry from Ray's Body Shop. That I always <laughs> yeah, call done, Ray. Yeah, done he, it, a few it says while, Ray so. right on his shirt. No wonder I said it. But Jerry, when, when all of a sudden the perfect storm hits, which is what happened in Winston-Salem last Sunday, was that they were calling for snow about 9 o'clock. It was Valentine's Day. And so everybody in Winston-Salem... It wasn't supposed to snow till later, so they went out to dinner for Valentine's Day. Well, at 4 o'clock, it started to snow. My daughter happened to be at choir practice. And so we had to go pick her up about 6 o'clock. Well, by that time, it was treacherous. But everybody in Winston-Salem was out trying to get home from Valentine's dinner. And so it was like, in a way, the perfect storm because it was about an inch of snow, slippery as all get out because it had been 20 degrees all week. And you know, ice and snow, and I was in a truck that was real drive that did, that wouldn't go up it. And so I found myself, you know, I didn't expect when I went out that I was even going to be in hardly any snow, and now I'm the truck won't go. I pull around a corner where all these people are slipping and sliding, and I got to make a decision, either abandon ship or, or take an ulterior route. And meanwhile, had I called a record service, how many record calls were you getting over that weekend, Jerry? Yeah, we said uh, talked about it earlier. In about a twenty-four hour period, or maybe a little more than that, we had over a like a hundred and fifty calls, or maybe a little more than that, and we're just running, you know, ragged. I mean, you're going from one end of the county, Davidson County, you know, it's just all over the place, and and a lot of people are in those situations. A lot of people get themselves in a lot more trouble, and I think you're going to talk about that in a moment. Yeah, there are so many pitfalls here that's unbelievable. And here you're in an emergency situation, and have you made plans ahead of time? Which is, you know, why um, the military do all these drills all the time. You know, abandon ship, that kind of thing, and, and to where they're going to drill you on what you do in a certain circumstances. So in today's show, I want us all to think about if I'm in this situation, what are my alternatives? What should I do? What I should not do? And, and begin to think through that. And even if I know myself, do my children know? Does my wife know? Does my family know? Those are things that we are, are going to explore. But we're going to start all this off with a little name that noise. And, you know, it's time <laughs> to play. Define that defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle yes. that clatter. This is a live show, so we would love for you to call with a name that noise that we have today, which is a little different. We always use automotive noises, but admittedly, this time, it's, it's not an automotive noise that you're going to hear, but you can call us at 
three four eight seven eight eight four. That's eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. And if they can name this noise, Alex, tell them what they're going to win. Well, Robbie, they're going to win uh, Stu Epperson's book, Last Words of Jesus, or they could choose the CD, which has music inspired by the book. That's a great Lent Bible study book. I mean, The Last Words of Jesus from the Cross. It's an amazing trip to the cross, and, and it can be yours. If you can name this noise. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the normal car noise that you would hear, Jerry. <laughs> But if you can name that noise at 866-348-7884, we have that, that book for you. It kind of goes with, with today's title, you know, White Knuckle Driving. Are you going to uh, uh, change routes? Or are you going to abandon ship? And how does that exactly work? 866-348-7884. We'd also love to hear your white knuckle snow driving experience you know maybe how god came through and clearly when my wife and daughter and i were all in this situation we started praying we really did we we said let's pray guys because we can see there's no way we're going up that hill there's about three cars slid off the road all these things are going on now what do we do well there was a little one of these new walmart grocery store parking lots that was right next to where we were and i when I saw everybody else was sliding off that hill, I was like, nope, we ain't doing that. So I dived into the Walmart parking lot. Now, as I rethink that now, Jerry, <laughs> I probably would have been better off if I just parked the car in the parking lot and called somebody with a four-wheel drive to come get me. That isn't what we did because I just started thinking of a route that would be safer. But it was my wife or daughter. I think that would have been a safer thing because that's one of the big keys in an emergency like that is to get someplace safe and then get some help. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, so many times the tendency is, okay, I'm, I'm able to, to, to move and I'm getting through it. So we bypass all those places till we get to the point of being stuck and being stuck on the side of the road or in a ditch instead of, you know, so much safer, as you said, pull off to a somewhere, a parking lot somewhere, that way the car or the vehicle is off the road, it's at a safe place and you're safe also that's just as important you know we sort of forget about that the danger you put yourself in yeah because when those cars started sliding you know the next thing that happened i watched all these people get out of their cars to go help this car that's sliding well now you've got six cars that are sliding around on this hill and people all out amongst them and i'm like holy mackerel this is this is no place i want my wife and daughter in this particular situation and and there i was well we have lawrence in madison indiana who's got an idea on our Name That Noise. Lawrence, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What do you think that, <laughs> that noise might be? Well, it sounds like dive, dive, dive. <laughs> submarine. <laughs> it actually is. It's it's the warning off of of the USS Enterprise. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds like... <laughs> what it was, Lawrence. It, you, it was it was off an aircraft carrier, and, and that's what you're supposed to do, I suppose. And, and have you ever had that feeling, Lawrence, that maybe that's what you should do? What? Uh, Abandon ship? <laughs> Honestly, not in several years, I would say. I just take it as it comes, you know. Because so, uh, up there, you guys get some... Headed into the storm, right? Yeah. 
you get some snow up there. I know you really do. So, and yeah, I, I, I'd never really a thought because all these years on, I was a Jeep dealer. And so I always had Jeeps to drive. I had four wheel drive. I never was in a vehicle that clearly just was not capable of going. And, but it was obvious to me as I stepped on the gas on this one, we're not going up that hill and that's, that's not going to happen. Thank you for calling in. God bless you. You are yes. going to really enjoy that book, by the way, the last words of okay. Jesus. Thanks. God bless. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Right. Bye-bye. Robbie, so, wait, wait. You mentioned four-wheel drive vehicle, and I just I got to take the opportunity to say this. You know what? The worst accidents we see in weather like this, most of the time, is a four-wheel drive vehicle. You have a lot of confidence and a and, and awful brave when you get in behind the wheel of four-wheel drive. I can, I can drive in anything. Well, that ice doesn't care if it's four-wheel yeah, they've, drive. They've watched too many commercials. And <laughs> they see that snow, you know, that Jeep going through that, you know, 10-foot snowbank in, in Colorado, and it looks like it's got it. But there's so many different factors, and there's no doubt that you still only have a little bitty patch of tire, even if there's four of them, that are touching the ice or the snow. And four-wheel drive has nothing to do with stopping distance, right, or cur- 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 you know, going through a curve that's slippery and all those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it. You get that layer, you know, off-road, a four-wheel drive will do some amazing things. But when you're driving on pavement and it has formed that ice between the, you know, that layer of ice, that's that's just dangerous. I mean, and so here, here's, being, here's the situation. You're, you're, you find yourself here. And what is your family instructed to do where you don't think it's, it's any longer safe to drive? And, and I really had never, like I said, nothing I thought about for my family, for my wife, for my daughter. You know, it's clearly, I'm thinking that something like that Walmart parking lot is a really great place to, to pause and say, okay, what's our next step here? Yeah, you're able to, you know, when you pull in somewhere like that, especially a business that's open, a restaurant or something, you know, you can go into the warm, you can, you can use a phone or if you don't have a, you know, a cell phone or whatever. But the biggest thing is you're at a safe place and your vehicle's at a safe place. And, and I can't stress that because of, you know, and the other piece is then you get to make the decision on what you need to do. You can think it through instead of being on the side of the road and, and you abandon a car and yeah, they the, come through. Then you've got an extraordinary tow bill because they didn't have Oh, we got lots and, of stories to share yeah. along those lines, but we need your story. 866-348-7884. And then we got Tide is Right, the next ex- uh episode of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up at the end of the show. So much going on today. Call us, 866-34-TRUTH. Now that music there might make you think, who are you going to call? <laughs> and that's the idea behind the music is really here's the situation you're you're out there calling a wrecker it may not be the answer you may need to call a friend and who's on your family's list and who do you call when you got a certain situation and what are your contingency plans things to think about today on the christian car guy show under white knuckle snow driving but we would love to hear your story 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share again Tide is right. The next episode of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up at the end of the show. And all this stuff is at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as our whole white-knuckle driving tips and what to do in all these situations. 
But we have Leanne is in Charlotte, and she has a snow story for us. Leanne, welcome to the Christian Car Guy Show. Hello. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm anxious to hear your story. Well, it's really interesting, to be totally honest. I was, um, this was maybe like, I want to say like in 2010 in Charlotte, we had super bad blizzard, and um, I was working at a place where uh, we get appointments, you know, like a salon, and um, and I remember our boss was like, you know, you got to finish your appointments, and they wouldn't let us go, and finally it's like 7 o'clock, and they said, okay, your appointment didn't show, you can go, and it's already snowing, and it's in Charlotte, and you know, Charlotte has a lot of ups and downs and hills, and, and so, and the thing is, is I was like, you know, I drive a Miata, and and it was, everything was already covered, and so I was like, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make it, make it home, but it, and it's, it's snowing, and I'm driving, and the whole time I was like, I see all these cars, and they're all to the side of the road, and I was like, Lord, I really have to make it home. You know, I'm a single girl. I need to get home, and then I go down this one way, and all the cars are to the side, and I was like, Lord, just keep my car going. I just kept praying that the whole time, and I was like, Lord, please, just help me turn left. Help me turn left. Okay, great. I turned left. Help me keep going. Sir. Okay, help me, and I, I literally, I prayed the entire time. And even though I wasn't going fast, my car actually made it. My Miata made it home. And I had to go, it was, took like maybe 30 minutes, which is normally a 15 minute drive. But um, people were watching me like, how are you doing that? But I really think it was just the Lord. I mean, there was no way that a Miata should have been able no. to make it home. <laughs> you know, that was always so funny. But it, I did. And I just remember thinking, you know, I made it home. And I just couldn't believe that. And, and the neat thing about that is because when my wife and my daughter and I were doing the same thing in this truck that was sliding and all, and we were praying the same exact way. But And you think about the intimacy that I had with the Lord there for that 30 minutes because, I mean, I had a grip on the wheel, but I, and I'm sure you did too. You got these white knuckles. And, uh, you know, away you go, Jerry. So, you know, what a, what a blessing Leanne called in and shared that with us. But, you know, that's kind of the experience. And you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. Right, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it kind of uh, my daughter was attending Liberty University and she would be coming home or, you know, she was on cheerleading squad and lived off campus, getting to campus and getting to practices and stuff. Um, we always talked about, you know, coming home where to make sure that, you know, if it started getting bad, stop here and you know, and just, just wait it out, call, I'll come get you or whatever we need to do. And the same thing with when she was at school, you know, which way to get from her apartment back on campus. We had a, already had that plan. So she didn't have to be in a crisis and try to make that decision. I think, you know, there was times that that probably got her out of being in a, in a dangerous and, and situation. Is, you know, clearly a contingency plan, you know, I live on a hill. And so my whole family, the three of us, we, we sat there and reasoned, there's no way this truck is going up this hill. We need to find a route where we come down the hill. And, you know, we all kind of examined that this is, this is the best way to get to where we are. And, but if, you know, it happens again, everybody knows the route. Or everybody knows, okay, this is where we pull over if this is the point of no return. But what happens, and this I found phenomenal. This is what I learned today because I had no idea. I thought... Well, Jerry, this must have been, you know, just wonderful for you, all these people out, you know, getting stuck and you've got this whole record company and it, but it's not that way because 
there's a lot of stuff going on that has other ramifications. Why don't you share that with the listeners? Because I think they'll be surprised. Yeah, you know, that's what the people, all my friends and everybody always say, oh, man, you know what, bad weather, you've just been, you know, that's, that's, that's got to be the greatest greatest time in the world for you. But for us and for other companies that are on rotation and are, are, are dispatched trucks, what we end up doing is we spend a lot of, I spend a lot of time paying overtime and spend a lot of fuel money to ride around because what you don't realize is if you are in an accident or just slide off the road or 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 are stuck somewhere when DOT or the police department, highway patrol, sheriff's department or somebody in this in our area or, or whatever area you're in, they'll pull up on the scene and say, Do you need a wrecker? And obviously you're gonna say, Yeah, I might have to get out of here because they're not gonna let you leave it there because of all the things that could happen if you just left and abandoned a vehicle. They're gonna get it moved. So then we get dispatched to a call, and so then, you know, it's slow getting there because we're going through the same same weather, same conditions. By the time we get there, eight out of ten times, there's nobody there because somebody has came by with a tow rope and just pulled them off the road, or they've managed to get it back on the road after they looked at it a little bit and shoveled some snow out of the way. But because of nobody being there and the police officer doesn't stay with the vehicle, we get there because we have to respond to it because we don't know what that situation is. We don't know if that's an elderly person in a car that's abandoned waiting in a car. So we have to worry about the, the health of them and their safety and then the safety of getting that vehicle moved. So we have to go to all those calls and so many times there's just nobody there. So that, that's people don't understand that. So we really. So when you, <laughs> when somebody calls a wrecker for you, think about that whole situation and, and that, you know, integrity wise, you know, it would be reasonable to wait. And we have a list that we're going to share in the next segment of things that you should do when you call a wrecker. But it's the the result of taking the guy who comes along and says, here, I got a rope, let me, or I got a chain, let me hook up to you, Jerry. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's the that. benefit of also having a towing business and also having a body shop because that's the side effect of all of that that I see days and weeks later where people come in where John Doe has hooked a rope or a chain around a bumper and damaged the vehicle or pulled it from the wheel and damaged the fender. I mean, you would be amazed at the stuff that I say. We had one come in where someone was getting pulled up top of the hill and the bumper was at the top of the hill. The car was still at the bottom of the hill. Just pulled it right off because they didn't have it. You know, they wrapped a tow rope around just a bumper cover. And, and that's not a pretty sight. <laughs> and so there's a whole lot to, to, to getting professional help and, and not getting yourself in those situations to begin with. And what are your contingency plans? Things we can all think about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We'd love your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Remember, tight is right. That episode's coming up at the end of the show. And we need your calls. Does there come to the point <laughs> where abandoned ship is what's necessary in your car? And if that is the case, you know, what are the steps that you need to take and what are some of the things you should do? Of course, we've talked a lot during the show about these kind of things, but we would love to hear your white knuckle snow story. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as mentioned you know, all this is at ChristianCarGuy.com as well as the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair for Single Moms 
widows, families in crisis and, and those kind of things. And just today, Jerry, we've got one where we're going to dr- go out to Randleman and there's a poor lady there who she's pregnant and she needs to be able to get to the doctor for prenatal care. And she bought a car three months ago and it won't start. And, you know, we have these situations and it really sounds like in this, her description that the engine's blown. And so that, that brings us to the point where, wow, this car may not make it. And so we just want you to know that one of the things you can do at the Jesus labor love is donate a car. So you have that car out there that, uh, Maybe it's got a little something wrong with it, or maybe it's got a lot something wrong with it because, you know, with our connection with Bob at 109, you pull it, we can dispose of cows. We can do a lot of things with donated cars that, that may be for just the person that needs it. And, of course, that, that link in all there is at ChristianCarGuy.com. That are still drivable and, and, and functioning that can, you know what, it's not what I would want to drive around in, but if you don't have anything and that's your, we live in a society that it's about impossible to function without transportation. And as you talk about this, this case with a, a, a young pregnant young lady and, and that's her transportation and, and other issues in her family and stuff, you know, if you have that car that you just know that, you know what, it's just sitting there. I'm never going to do anything with it. Man, this is a great opportunity. If you, like I said, never want anybody to not to give to the local church, but this is certainly a ministry that, that shares Jesus and lets Jesus shine through and, um, Christ-centered uh, opportunity to, to to help others. I mean, that's what look the New Testament church. That's what we're supposed to do. And, and you know, one of the things that God put on my heart is I do these calls to folks that call in, you know, or that submit the applications there at King, at ChristianCarGuy.com. There was a whole application and a, a vetting process that we do. But quite often, I handle the the original. Um, processing myself to talk to the individual and whatever and see what's going on. And God put it on my heart to pray with them. Almost, you know, for sure before we hang up. And it's amazing to me, it really is, Jerry, how often I see God answer the prayer that we did or touch the heart of the applicant that, wow, I hadn't thought about this, that I can turn to God with this need. And he meets the need often not through us. I mean, I see the meetings get meet, get met, but we don't have all those resources to meet them. But it's amazing to me, you know, God comes through, but it, it, it you know, it doesn't have to be through you. It can be through your prayer and yeah. still it's, Some, it's yeah, something sometimes you it's just, do. you know, just, just putting it at the foot of the cross and just lifting it up in prayer. God has an answer sometimes out there just waiting to be tapped into and maybe just stirring somebody else's heart to, who hears a story to to step forward so it's just you know sometimes you just gotta our prayer needs to be putting the pieces you know that god puts the pieces that we make them aware and then god does the work so getting to yeah. back to our white knuckle snow driving and and wow now here's the situation you, we were hoping you're going to have the contingency plan where you pulled over into the walmart or the movie theater parking lot and you called somebody and whatever but now well you slipped off into the ditch and you've got to call a wrecker some things that really now need to take place. And again, your whole family, are they drilled on this? What, you know, number one, who you're going to call? I mean, do you know what record service you're going to call? Because the cars today are not like in the old days. Um, if you get the wrong wrecker, you can have severe damage because you just can't put any car on these slings that like that we used to have. Right, Jerry? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, cars now are just, just they're built different, uh, just not able to, you got to have the proper equipment. And, you know, when we talk about, I always say when you talk about needing a wrecker, have a company in mind. Because if you get a request call, somebody calls you direct, or if a police officer calls or a highway patrol and says, you know what, we have a owner's request for you and gives you the address, they know there's act, there, there's some type of a connection there. And so the the fees are probably going to be more reasonable. If, if I'm having to go out and send a truck just dispatched by the police department, see, I have to send enough equipment there to recover whatever the situation is. So it just sort of changes everything. And I'm not able to talk to the person that owns the vehicle where if you call, then most of the time we can get some more information and know what kind of equipment needs to go, which all at the end of the day saves the person yeah, let's, in stress let's go back money. through that. So if I call Ray's body shop, in other words, so the policeman comes, the accent scene, he's going to say, do you need a wrecker? Or, you know, you're in the ditch, do you need a wrecker? And you let that policeman make the call, you see the situation, the wrecker is going to have to send everything, the whole, you know, whatever right. it's going to take. But if you made the call, and of course, if you have a relationship with this person and they already know, as I do with Jerry, um, and, and I've had to do that, unfortunately, <laughs> with my... Uh, both my daughters in the last um, <laughs> two months, <laughs> you know, had frequent flyer plan. Yeah, <laughs> we, but in both situations, you know, they got an accident, and and immediately we knew we're going to call Jerry, and so we 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 made arrangements, and you knew you you know, I felt good that I knew who was going to get the car. The car was going to go somewhere where the people knew me and all those kind of things. Plus, I didn't even know it saved money that you didn't have to bring as much equipment. Yeah, you don't have to bring as much equipment. You don't have to. I mean, you may end up having that anyway, but it's just because then you can do it whichever is the closest because we have some trucks that we don't send on recovery situations. And if we know what we're getting into, then that may be the truck that needs to go out there instead of a, a, a equipped truck that can, you know, when that truck goes out on the next out, it is equipped to do whatever recovery if that car is down an embankment rolled over on its side on its roof that truck's equipped to make that that recovery where a lot of times you just need a you know just don't need as much equipment plus the other part is well you have that relationship you know what if it's somebody that i know and we've done business with before any other company is on a you know is going to be in the same position i am that's somebody that they work with and it's a loyal customer and so they're they're always going to do everything they can to to keep the cost down and work with you also, you know, on not, you know, storage and everything else, because they're going to try to make the whole process go smoother because of that relationship. Uh, and, and, you know, with many counselors, plans succeed and, and Proverbs knows that. And and so to rehearse these things with your family, this is where we have a relationship. This is the people that we do business with. The next thing is really a big, huge safety thing. And I don't know that I can stress it enough. And I saw it as all these cars were sliding on the road. All these people got out of their cars then to help push this guy. But what they didn't see is there's other cars coming down that hill that were coming from the other direction. And here comes 20 people out of their cars all going to help push this guy. And I, I was like, oh, my word, you know, <laughs> let's uh, get a grip on what really is safe here. You know, I, I, a few years ago, a friend of mine, which is everybody, you know, David Grubbs with Quality Automotive, his brother – skip grubs uh, had stopped on i-40 where, the, where it crosses over top of 421 right there right past the mall area in the winston-salem area we'll know about that because it's a bridge and it is slick as i mean it's, it's just 
just slick when it gets Icing. snow on it or ice or anything on it. He had stopped to help someone who had went up against the guardrail. When he was there, another car came through and slid into him and knocked him off the bridge, and he fell down, and he was in the hospital for, I think it was like six months, and had all kind of surgeries because he had broke his back, and, yeah, and he, again, he was just trying to help. And we're not saying don't help, but really think through the safety of what's going on. So if the car... Number one, you get to need to get the car into the safest possible place that you can put it and don't put your body in harm's way because in those circumstances, cars are all panicking. They're, they're slamming on their brakes, and so things start to slide and all sorts of stuff goes awry, and you just want to make sure the car's in a safe place and you stay in a safe place. And, and you know, sometimes a car is down over the top of a hill. You really need to get somewhere where somebody doesn't pop over the top of that hill and slam into you. I lost a friend that way too, that he was at the bottom of a hill in the car that had been pulled over and stopped. Somebody came over the hill and, and you know, that that, that's it. why I go back to when I said, you know, when you enter the Walmart parking lot, a lot of times the best decision is to stay in that parking lot because <laughs> of when you, you know, we always think, well, I can just go a little further where well, you may get that little further, maybe a position that puts you where you are stuck and can't go any further, and that's where all the you know, safety issues come into play. And then, yes, your car has hazard lights. They're meant to be used, and sometimes you got to throw you know, something on the car to let people know that it's broke down. But if you literally have to abandon your car and, and say you have a ride or whatever, then you know, getting up with a record service, making sure keys are available, don't leave with those kind of things, well... This part of the Christian Car Guy show is over. You're going to get to listen to the next episode of Tight is Right. Christian Car Guy Theater, that's going to be exciting. Thank you so much for being with us today. Go to ChristianCarGuy.com. we got all these tips there. Please rehearse with your family. Have an emergency. Time now for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Tight is Right. Jimmy has arrived at Nahum's garage earlier than usual. Well, top of the morning to you, Jimmy. You're here early. Yeah, Nahum. I thought I'd rotate these tires on my Jeep. It's been a while since I've done that. Great idea, Jimmy. Then, would you please get going on Eustace's Corolla? That engine sounds like it's got some kind of valve tick. That's going to cost him. Should pay about five hours flat rate, though, Jimmy. I bet you could use a hundred bucks. Wow, I sure could use that money. I owe my dad a hundred dollars for the uh, cell phone I dropped. Sounds like you got plenty of work. I'll be gone a few hours, Jimmy. Gotta go to Grand Junction to get a few parts. See you then. Okay. Jimmy starts rotating his tires and then starts mumbling to himself as he's struggling to get the lug nuts off. Wow, these lug nuts are really tight. I can't get them off. Let's see, is that tight as right and left as loose? Ugh. Uh, uh. The lug nuts, Andy, Jack, and Roy, are giving Jimmy a hard time. Jack Lugnut is enjoying Jimmy's struggle. Faith and Bigora, I'll say us Lugnuts are tight and right. What do you say, Lugnuts? All for one and one for all, right? <laughs> the most cool Andy Lugnut responds. Oh yeah, man, us, lug, us Lugnuts, well, we stick together. We are tight, man. <laughs> Let's hear it for it, for the Lugnuts Club. Membership of three. Right, Roy? What does this guy expect? We are a brotherhood. 
We are the best. You don't mess with us. We we are the best. We're the lug nuts, you capiche? We are a very exclusive club here. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. Hey, don't try to take us out, cause we are tighter than tight and righter than right. Mosey Motor Oil can't help but respond. Hey, <laughs> you know, you you guys are like the spitting image of those auto parts nuts guys from the parts website. And you even have the same names, Andy, Roy, and Jack. Mm-hmm, Andy, Roy, and Jack. Uh, were you guys named after those guys at autopartsnuts.com? Now there you're putting the carts before the horse, lad. Those guys were named after us, and we are nuts. <laughs> we're not acting like it. <laughs> Finally got this one loose. All right, me lads. Jimmy got me loose. See you before in a nut. Don't be left out. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you, Jack. Yeah, you stay cool, man. See you in a few. He ain't gonna take me out. Uh-uh. No. Uh. Ooh. Uh. Hey. Wait. 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 Hey. He got me. He got me. Uh, we'll we'll be back, gang. Don't worry. Don't worry. We will be back. What a job. Those lug nuts don't give up easily, do they? No. Nope. No. Negative. We do not give up easily. <laughs> So Jimmy quickly rotates the tires on his Jeep and hurries to put the lug nuts back on the rotated tires. He knows he needs to get to the valve job on Eustace's Corolla. As he looks at the Corolla, he makes a discovery. Hmm, that's a bad ticking, all right, but it doesn't seem to be coming from the valves. Ha! It's only an exhaust leak here at the manifold. All I have to do is tighten these nuts. Tight is right, yep. Boy, that'll be a relief for Eustace. A lot cheaper than the valves. A lot easier for me, too. And I got it done faster that ought to make Nahum proud. Jimmy drives Eustace's Corolla outside the garage and parks it in the finish side, and then starts working on the other cars on his list. Nahum returns after lunch just as Deputy Eustace is walking up with him. They walk out to the row of finished cars and start up the Corolla. Hey, Jimmy, come over here a minute. You did a great job on Eustace's car. Jimmy walks out of the garage, wiping off his hands. Well, thanks, Nahum. But well, you see... Well, Jimmy, I might just have to give you a big raise, boy. You're just more and more valuable about this here garage. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise, surprise. You got that Corolla purring like a kitten, boy. It's well worth that $500, Nahum. Oh, well, I just... Now, don't be acting all humble, boy. Take a compliment when you get it. And oh, I saw Pastor Jack a few minutes ago. He says he really needs to talk to you. Go see what he wants, Jimmy. Uh, sure, Nahum. I can do that. Now that my tires are rotated and I'll see you in a few. Jimmy jumps into his Jeep, but as he drives over to the church, his conscience is beginning to bother him. Well, it wasn't exactly a lie. I mean, I didn't lie to Nahum and Eustace, really. Exactly. I just didn't tell him everything. He just assumed it was the valves. That's more like a, a fib, not really a lie. I mean, come on, Jimmy. Nahum wants to give you a raise for Pete's sake. Loosen up a little. Hey, Dad, what's up? Jimmy, your mother and I are really disappointed in you, son. First, you haven't paid us that $100 you promised a month ago. Your room is a complete and absolute disaster. And we just got to look at your grades online. This is serious, son. Oh. What do you plan on doing about all this? Is there anything I do right, Dad? Well, let's see, I plan on stealing the money, cheating in school, and getting on drugs. You know, there are a lot of kids much worse than me, Dad. You should be happy with that. Whoa, 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 that is quite enough, son. I, I wouldn't be making any plans for a few weeks. 
Apparently, you need some reflection time, as I will be holding your phone till you pay us back. And you will not be going anywhere till that room is cleaned up, and your grades reflect a better attitude. Just work and school is all you'll be doing for a time. Do you understand? No, I don't understand. You and mom need to get in the real world, dad. I'm a good kid, and you still treat me like a middle schooler. I surely don't understand. Jimmy, do not hear what I didn't say. I didn't say you were a bad kid. Don't blow this out of proportion. I said you're coming up short on a number of your responsibilities, and I need you to step it up. You are a great young man, but, but as a man, you need to meet your obligations. I know you have what it takes, Jimmy, but you need to know that this is important as well, son. That's why I, I want you to lose any distractions from these larger issues till we can get back on track. I love you too much, son, to let this slip. Thanks for sharing the love, Dad. Meanwhile, the Lugnuts, Andy, Jack, and Roy, are having a bit of a conniption fit. They weren't nearly as tight as they were before. Holy moly and sense preservers! We're not as tight as we once were, Milans. That's a lot left to worry about. Whoa, whoa, man. This is not cool. I say we get a little wobbly around the wheels. <laughs> Look, Jimmy is a knucklehead. Not only is he loosening up, he loosened us up. Try to hold tight, lug nuts. Come on, gotta hold onto the wheels. Hold on. The Frenchy Fender adds her voice. Oh, Monsieur Jimmy! Don't you know that haste makes waste? Oh, you did not tighten those crazy lug nuts. And the wheels are coming off. This is terrible. These wobbly wheels are going to ruin my finish. Oh. Under the hood, the gang put in their two cents. Gracie Gas Tank isn't fueling well. Oh, I'm not fueling too well. This is what happens, gang, when you loosen up your lug nuts and you loosen up your morals. Let's face it, Jimmy told a lie and sassed his dad. If I caught that attitude with my daddy, he would be fuming. He could be an army tank. No one stood in his way. Oh, no! I think all my windshield washer fluid is gone with the wind. Er, that is, with the wheels. How are you doing, Mosey Motor Oil? Oil vey, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. Oil vey. Meanwhile, Jimmy's fighting to keep his Jeep on the road as he's approaching the church a little bit too much in the fast lane. Jimmy? Jimmy! Jimmy! Are you all right, son? Tune in next month for the exciting conclusion of Tight is right. And now, Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator are here to wrap up today's episode. <laughs> Randy, so if right is tight and left is loose, then after a while, you got nothing left. Am I right? Well, that is nuts, Danny. <laughs> I knew I was right when they left me out for being tight when they wanted me to hang loose. So then I left stage left and was right, I think. <laughs> yeah, not sure about all that, Danny, but one thing is for sure is, is when Jimmy took off his breastplate of righteousness, it was because he played loose with the belt of truth. Once it was off, Sid was waiting to stab him right in the heart. I've never heard Jimmy talk like that to anyone, much less his dad. That's right, Randy Radiator. And I might add, I sure am glad I never lied. <laughs> never lied, Daddy? <laughs> well... Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator.